Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They're here. Come to Freddy. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Nobody trusts anybody now. We're all very tired. We'll tear your soul apart. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. <laughs> something movie podcasts Bo's here hey you get you gave me this look like you were a little weirded out by my energy level i am okay it's later in the afternoon than that energy level usually uh, i'm trying to bring it Bo. and you you have I'm trying to bring you it. have it's, brought it's been brought you have brought it's it. been brought yeah okay yes um yeah trying to trying to bring it a little bit today today's been a bit of a rough day i hear you i shared the story with you about getting rear-ended in my in my car that is uh well covered, Thank sir. Um, yeah, that was not fun. So, but Mm-mm. you know, it, it wasn't well. But we're all here. I was, I was about to say it wasn't the person's fault. It actually was their fault. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was not intentional. They weren't going around looking for people to. Smash well, and they weren't on their phone. Too. It sounds like or anything. Correct. Nonsense. Correct. Correct. So, um, so if you're listening, person who rear-ended me earlier today, it's okay. We'll get it all squared the away. The odds of her listening, they, I can't even compute those. Okay. That's that high. She might be. No? Maybe she's mowing her lawn. Hi, Val. It's Kil- possible. Kilmer. I don't know how many other Vals there are in the world, but... Several. Okay. No, but they're not all mowing their lawns. <laughs> That's true. All right, so uh, with me this time I have You Bob. realize the image you've given me now is Val Kilmer mowing his lawn, and I can't help but Shirtless. picture... Yes. Okay. can't help but picture Val Kilmer as Iceman doing it. Like, that's the... Oh, so not like Val Kilmer from like two years ago? No, no, no. Like, oh, okay. you know... Because Val Kilmer shirtless from two years ago is a very different image than... Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm picturing like... Why are you picturing him shirtless? Beach volleyball. I don't know. I really don't. Are you really keyed in on the beach volleyball scene in Top Gun? Not normally. Why is that? But when you said Val Kilmer mowing his lawn, Uh that's what I got. I'm just telling it like it is. Okay. All right. Uh, I am secure enough. Gas, electric, or real mower? Val Kilmer, California. If he's living in California, it's electric. Okay. If he's anywhere else, it's probably gas. Okay. But out there, right. yeah. I have electric. Are you saying I'm hippie? I am saying you are more environmentally conscious than most. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not true. It was just, it was just cheaper. <clears throat> I have electric as well. Okay. I hate it. I pay for a service. Oh, okay. They use gas. Okay. <laughs> so, well, we're yeah. cooking with gas, too, now. Ooh. So, see, look at that transition. Or are we cooking with CO2? Uh, it could be. Could be. Could be. As long as it's cold. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to be keeping it cool this episode because we are talking about the blobs. And the reason I say the blobs. No, actually, he said to blave. <laughs> That's a different movie. <laughs> the flaming. And, and as we all know, to blave means, yeah. Um, so we are talking about the blobs. And the reason we're talking about the blobs, plural, is because this is a milestone for both of the, well, let me back up for a second. For two of the Blob movies. Yeah, I did not realize there was a third. I, yes. I, I've heard it's bad, but now I want to go see it. Well, 
Okay. I mean, that's a bad movie. It's I was not going to stop me, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Next week. Larry Hagman directed it. No! J.R. Ewing from Dallas. Oh, dear. See, now I kind of want to see it, too. I'm like, mmm. I'd like to see the behind-the-scenes camera of Larry Hagman directing the block. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the, mm-hmm. you know... The... For, for lack of a better, the disaster artist version uh-huh. of the Larry Hagman blob mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. ideal. Uh, th- that one's called Beware the Blob, but or Son of Blob, depending on who you ask. Uh, we're not talking about that one. I definitely vote for Son of Blob. Son of Blob? I, I kind of like that one better, too. Um, Beware Blob has an exclamation point. I don't know if that makes a difference to you. Are you a, no, no, Son of Blob Son of Blob wins. is better? Okay. Oh, yes. All right, Son of Blob. All right, so at some point, maybe we'll go back and look at that one. But this time we are talking about the 1958 and the 1988 Blob because those are hitting their milestone years uh, because, obviously, we are in 2018. So 1988 Blob is 30 years, and 1958 Blob is 60 years. So if I've done my math correctly, which I rarely do, but... Mm. Uh, we'll give it a shot anyway. So both blobs are hitting a milestone, and we figured that's a good way to start off our Halloween month with the blobs. So uh, very, very quickly, I have two things really fast for new movie news. I need to give some shout-outs for social media friends, and then we'll jump into talking about both of the blob movies. So lightning round. We'll just do fast lightning round. Uh, Rambo 5 started filming. Yeah. Yeah. Disturbed by that, yet intrigued. Okay. I saw an interesting picture. They released a picture of what Rambo looks like. Mm. Kind of looks like a cowboy. Mm. He's wearing a cowboy hat. He's riding a horse. Disturbing yet, you know. Kind of looks like it's disturbing you know, yet Putin-like. Hadn't thought of that. <laughs> huh. Mm. You've seen. Had not thought of that. You've seen the picture of him on the horse. Yeah. Had, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just yeah. making sure. Huh. Yeah. Had made that connection. Okay. All right. Well, I, hey, if Vladimir Putin wants to be in a Rambo movie or play Rambo or he could be the villain, I guess. Aha! <laughs> 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 um, so, yes, I have nothing else to say about that other than Rambo 5 started filming. Interesting. Okay. Um, RoboCop Returns. Have you heard about this one? Yeah. Have you heard of this? Did you hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to know the apparent fascination Mm-hmm. With redoing RoboCop, mm-hmm. why is that the thing people keep coming back to? Mm-hmm. There was an attempt at a show, not yep. so great. I, I, it's okay. I just don't. There've been a lot of like RoboCop was fine. Directed video movies too. Yeah, it yeah. was a fine movie, mm-hmm. but what about that story and that universe, for lack of a better word, keeps people coming back? I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I get it. Robo lives matter. There it is. Yeah. See? I've, maybe there it is. I mean, that's it. I, don't, I don't know. It's a better explanation than I had. Okay. All right. I, You know what? I was always a fan of mm. the original RoboCop, and I even liked RoboCop 2, and I even, I think I liked RoboCop 3. It was, you know, it was. I don't remember, but, yeah. Didn't hate it, is the way I yeah, remember Yeah, I didn't go back and rewatch it, it you know? but, yeah. Um, and I used to watch the RoboCop show, and I liked, I liked the TV show. I was, I was fine with it. Um, and I really liked the comic book that they did that was the RoboCop versus Terminator comic where you kind of tied those universes together like the computer system that was used to kind of help create RoboCop ultimately became Skynet for the Terminators and so then you had obviously Terminators are coming back into the past but they have to the Terminators have to be careful of how they treat RoboCop because he's the beginning of their future and and it's all crazy. Am Am I giving you a headache? 
Yeah, okay. on a certain it's a day, good, it's a good comment. On a certain day, I can handle that. Right okay. now, I think Not that's today. that's more than I've got. Too much IT stuff today. Too much just backwards Too much and anything forwards. Today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But I'm intrigued by the concept. I have a. Uh, that's technically an alternate future, so that doesn't really. I really dig, and I, I don't even know the genre to put this in. Um, so my example is always Stargate. Mm-hmm. I dig the story that explains the past in a different way that is still plausible. Mm-hmm. So where Stargate gives you an alternate purpose for the pyramids. Okay. And some alternate history, that's fun for me. So I tend to enjoy the the same when you go to the future. Mm-hmm. So you bring that back and the whole thing, that's cool. Okay. I just don't know if my brain is prepared. <laughs> if you're ready for all that. Well, I was barely prepared for the whole, what was it, Salvation? Was that the one where they... Terminator Salvation? Yeah. I like that one. Oh, yeah, but I wasn't prepared for the... Oh, the... Yeah. People can't see our hands, but we're making... The backwards, forwards, figure eight, time Uh stuff Uh took me a little bit, but I got there, and now it's cool. All right. Um, So, supposedly, this is uh, Neil Blomkamp, the guy who made District 9 and Mm -hmm. Chappie and... Mm -hmm. Um, Which, by the way, uh, I Elysium love. And, yeah, I love both of those. I missed Elysium and need okay. to put it back on the list. I, I like his movies, and I I was disappointed. Was awesome, yes. And I was looking forward to his Alien movie because supposedly he had been working on the Alien movie with Sigourney right. Weaver, and um, that it was going to be it was going to be with her involvement in it. And then the Prometheus movies came out, and Alien Covenant came out, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, yeah. That turned into like a Harrison Ford grunt. Yeah, uh, that's actually on, a pretty good on, Harrison on, Ford kid. grunt. I like it. You know, top men. Oh, not top men. Okay. Um, he digests. Where's, where's where's my plane? <laughs> That's in the ditch over there. Get off um, my plane. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You said plane. That's like a cross between, that's like old Harrison Ford is like a cross between snakes on a plane and Gran Torino. <laughs> Get off my plane. Um, then that turned into Christian Bale Batman. So yeah. I don't know where we're going with any of that. Nope. But yeah. Yeah. Impersonations galore. Uh, the other thing related to Robocop is apparently if you go on Amazon Prime and watch Robocop on Amazon Prime right now, it is not the R rated Robocop. It apparently is the X rated Robocop that they couldn't get released in theaters because they wanted it to have an R rating. So supposedly, and it's labeled as rated R on Amazon Prime, but supposedly if you go watch it, it's a much gorier version of the original Robocop. Huh. So, kids, if you're interested in seeing RoboCop that's rated today's equivalent, I guess, would be NC-17, feel free to go on to Amazon Prime. Check it out. Wow. Yeah. I'm tempted mm-hmm. to check that out. So, yeah. Gory or RoboCop? I, apparently. Conceptually, I'm in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... Okay, I think that's all I got for the new movie news stuff. Uh, very, very quickly for social media updates. Um, I competed in the So I Married a Movie Geek podcast fantasy movie draft for 1982 movies. And I I will say I was robbed. Because I think I had the best movies in the whole thing. I would think if you did. Did I, think did I share those with you? Did I tell you what the uh, Yeah, I think you did. I don't know if you shared with the audience. Mm-hmm. But. So... Yeah, so the uh, the fantasy movie draft. Let me see if I can pull up the the list real fast. Um, basically, what it was 
if any of you have listened to uh, So I Married a Movie Geek, great podcast. Typically, um, it's the guy and his wife, and he is introducing her to movies. And um, so what they do is, every once in a while, it's typically monthly, uh, they will do a fantasy movie draft. And right now, they're going through the 80s. So they've done 1980, 81. I was on the uh, panel for 1982. So same kind of thing as fantasy football, is that you draft, so you get, there were five rounds, and... The draft order, somebody gets to go first, they pick their movie, and then the next person picks theirs, and so on and so on, and they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. And um, by the time you're done, you have a slate of five movies that you have drafted for 1982, and then they put that up on Twitter, and they have people vote. And then, based on the votes, that's how they determine who wins, and whoever wins will then, in this case, will then go on to the semifinals, which will be in, I believe, February or March, where they will do 1987 and 1988, and then the finals will be 1989 movie draft. Um, and if you win the whole big thing, you, you get some kind of a prize, and you're famous for the rest of your life. Now, I will say, the, the first movie that got picked, so thinking of 1982, in 82 you've got movies like The Thing, Blade Runner, E.T., uh, you've got Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you've got Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, you've got Poltergeist, mm-hmm. You've got Conan the Barbarian, Tootsie, uh, 48 Hours, Rocky Three, Creep Show, Annie the Dark Crystal, Tron, uh, Halloween Three, Season of the Witch, Friday the 13th Part Three. There's a lot of threes mm. in that year. Um, so you've got all these movies. Now, I am totally shocked that my first two rounds, I had E.T. and Star Trek Two. And from the onset, I was in last place. Wow. Yeah. Now, the first guy, I was up third. I had third pick. And the first guy, um, he picked The Thing as his number one pick. And I'm like, you know what? I just watched The Thing for the first time. I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm still not picking that over E.T. No way. Like To me, E.T. is the quintessential 1982 movie. Even Blade Runner. I love Blade Runner. Even if, now, and I had, because I kind of knew the audience of these podcasts, and I was like, okay, well, who's going to be doing the voting? The people maybe, let's let's think of maybe The Thing as the movie they might vote for. Because I I did a little research, and I was like, okay, if I have a chance to pick The Thing, then I'll I'll go. But apparently this, the guy who got to pick first is, is a super fan of The Thing. So he took that one first, and then he took Conan the Barbarian, Tootsie, Rocky Three, and Friday the 13th Part Three. So that was his slate. Okay. And you're making the mmm face, which is kind of the same face I made. Uh, I thought, you know, uh, decent picks. Middle of the road, nothing spectacular. Right. So then the next guy uh, did Blade Runner, Poltergeist, Creepshow, Annie, and Halloween Three. I was like heavy on the horror movies, particularly Annie. Um, And I was like, okay, I, I feel pretty good about this. Because I, I like his Blade Runner, and I like his Poltergeist, and I like Creep Show, But I'm like, no, you know what? I, nobody's picked E.T. yet. So when it comes to my pick, I'm like, oh, I got this. E.T., I'm taking it. And I'm thinking, boom. I get, E.T. appeals to just a ton of people. Cool. Let's, let's rock this one out. Then the next guy picked uh, First Blood as his first round pick. And then we came back around to the second round, and then he, the next guy picked Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and then it was my pick again, and I got Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. And I thought, you know what? I got E.T. and I got Wrath of Khan. 
1982 in the back. I yeah. got this. I got this. Um, from the onset, I was in last place. I was like, how the heck am I in last place with E.T. and Wrath of Khan? So, eventually, so here's here's the, the short version of the story, is I went on a Twitter, I, I went on a tweeting frenzy, and I started tweeting at Star Trek podcasts that I've listened to, The Greatest Generation. I tweeted at the, those guys. I'm like, guys, it's like the Kobayashi Maru all over again. We're losing. I need some help here. I need you, like, come on, let's get this turned around. Um and uh, started tweeting out, like, if you're an E.T. fan, if you love Steven Spielberg, if you love John Williams, vote for this. And, and I probably, I don't know if I'm the person who's, like, advertised the most to try to get votes. Uh, went to a, a group of friends that I have that are part of another podcast network on Facebook. And I was like, guys, I need your help. I need your help. I, for some reason, E.T.'s losing here. For some reason, Wrath of Khan is losing here. I even had the Dark Crystal. It's losing here. And so they kind of came to my rescue. It's, it was a big old group of people, and they kind of came to my rescue. So I did say that if I won, I'd give a big old shout-out to their network on the So I Married a Movie Geek show. But the people who did individually tell me that they voted for me, I'm giving them a shout-out here on our show because they catapulted me from last place to tying for second place. Right on. So, so thank you, everybody, from the Guardians of the Goliverse Facebook page. Um, Goliverse is Steve Glosson. He's the guy that kind of like got me into podcasting. I would listen to his shows, and, and he helped me a little bit uh, when I was trying to get started with our show. Uh, we mentioned him before. He's a co-host of the Disney Vault Talk. Um, right. You know, we, we talked with Teresa back when we did our Christopher Robin show. And so uh, giving a personal shout-out to Steve Glosson. And, and if I mispronounce any of these people's names, it's only because I only know you from Facebook. So I don't know that I've heard your names said out loud, or at least... Not recently. Uh, so Steve Glosson, Stephanie Long, Carissa Sands, uh, Angie Grant, Justin Grant, Mark All, Shannon Eno, Brian White, and Troy Westfall. Thank you all for voting for me, and you almost helped me catapult in the first place. Only lost by a few percentage points, and I think it's because our podcast audience is not as large as some of the others. It's I probably think, true. I think it was a popularity contest. I don't say that because I'm bitter about the whole thing. Like it was awesome to be in the in the competition with everybody, and I'm like, I'm fine with second place. That's fine. But I kind of feel like that might be part of the reason is that our audience is not quite as big as some of the other podcasts that were involved. I believe that, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, oh, very fast. One thing I forgot. I want to I want to start doing on the show is um, stuff that happened in the week that we're recording, but in the year that we're talking about. So oh, this, this week in 88, really fast. This week in 88, um, on October 1st of 88, the Bradley Center opens into Milwaukee oh. uh, with an exhibition game, the Blackhawks versus the Oilers. So, And I, it just closed this year, didn't it? Didn't they just close it? Or it's about to or yeah. something. It's going yeah. to be, yeah. Uh, and then also on October 1st, Florence Griffith Joyner wins her third gold medal of the Seoul Olympic Games. On October 4th, 1988, uh, Melissa, is it Benoist, I think is her name. She's the one that plays Supergirl yes. on the current Supergirl TV show. She was born. And uh, released in theaters this week in 1988 would have been Halloween 4, Tape and Alien Nation. Uh, we have that is covered, quite the lineup. And we've covered two of those on the show. So, All right, so that was the very, very quick This Week in 88. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the blob. Well, don't jump into the blob. Los blabos. See, um, oh, that would be outstanding to have like a, a Spanish version of the blob. 
I'm only thinking because of like the 19 was it 1931 Spanish version of Dracula. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good yeah. movie. Yeah. Okay, so The Blob came out on the 10th of September 1958, not rated, um, and it has a runtime of one hour and 26 minutes, directed by Irvin S. Yeworth Jr. and Russell S. Doughton Jr. God um, bless you. Uh, you know? Uh, Yeworth also did a movie called Dinosaurus, and Doughton did a movie called Fever Heat. Producer was Jack H. Harris, who died in 2017. He did Unkissed Bride and all of The Blob movies. Uh, writers for this one were Theodore Simonson and Kay Lineker did the screenplay, and Irvine, L- Irvine H. Milgate did the story. Thomas E. Spaulding, who died in 96, did the cinematography. He also did 4D Man and Island of Blood. Uh, music was done by Ralph Carmichael, who also did 4D Man and The Box. Budget was 110000 Box office was $4 million. Uh, Flick Metrics gives this a 62%, and that's an averaging of the... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Meter from Critics, which is a 68. The Audience from Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 52. IMDb gives it a 64. And Letterboxd gives it a 63. So we average that out and get a 62. Starring Steve McQueen, who died in 1980, as Steve Andrews. He was in The Great Escape and Bullet. Uh, Annetta Corsault, I think that's how you say it, died in 1995. She was Jane Martin. Um, let's just preface it by saying everyone in this movie is dead. Yeah. Pretty much as far as I can tell. Uh, She was in The Andy Griffith Show and Gunsmoke. Earl Rowe died in 2002. He played Lieutenant Dave. He was in Kojak. John Benson died in 1997, played Sergeant Jim Burt. He was in Route 66. Stephen Chase died in 1982. He was Dr. T. Hallen. He was in When Worlds Collide. Dave! Doc Hallen's been killed. Doc Hallen? What happened? It's over at his place. you got to come now. Now, wait a minute, Steve. Tell us what happened. Well, I'm trying to tell you. Now, this thing had killed the doc. What was it? Stop with it, kid. But it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a mass that keeps getting bigger and bigger. Every one of you watching this screen, look out. Because soon, very soon, the most horrifying monster menace ever conceived will be oozing into this theater. Teenagers see it first, like a falling star from outer space. Boy, that was close. Hey, come on, I want to see if I can find it. An old man finds it, touches it, and this is the shocking result. From then on, there's no stopping the blob as it spreads from town to town. It's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. This town is in danger. How can it be stopped? Mob hysteria sweeps one city. Before long, the nation, and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of the Bob. Starring Steve McQueen and a cast of exciting young people. Fifth of August, 1988, rated R, with a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes, directed by Chuck Russell, who did The Mask and Eraser. Uh, Jack H. Harris produced this one as well, uh, along with Elliot Kastner, who died in 2010. Uh, Kastner also produced the movie Sweet November. 
Writers for this one were Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont. Russell did writing for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and Frank Darabont did The Walking Dead and Shawshank Redemption. Cinematography by Mark Irwin. He did The Fly and The Dead Zone. Michael Hainig did music. He was uh, did music for the TV series Dark Skies and the movie Dracula 3000. Budget on this one was $19 million and the box office was $8.2 million. Did not make back its money. Uh, this one also gets a 62% from Flickmetrics. That is uh, 61 on the critics for Rotten Tomatoes, 55 for the audience. IMDb gives it a 64, and Letterboxd gives it a 68. Um, starring Kevin Dillon, who played Brian Flagg from Entourage and Platoon. Shawnee Smith was Meg Penny. She was in the Saw movies and the TV show Becker. Donovan Leach Jr. played Paul Taylor. He was in Glory and Cutting Class. Jeffrey DeMunn played Sheriff Herb Geller. He was in The X-Files and The Green Mile. And Joe Seneca, who died in 1996, played Dr. Meadows. He was in Silverado and A Time to Kill. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a face, you could look it in the eye. If it had a body, you could shoot it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? I want that organism alive. I think you pissed it off. Notes that I got here. Let me let me consult consult the book of armaments. <laughs> um, so I just want everyone to know that John's notes are better, more detailed than mine will ever be. I'm rather impressed right now. Actually. Well, they're not like crazy super detailed, but um, okay, more than mine. Anyway. Well, I mean, I don't, you didn't write anything, so well, I, I didn't anything write you. anything, you, but I but typed typing a few it. things. Okay, well, that's fine. You can type stuff, that's fine. Um, it's still nothing like what you've got. That's well, impressive, no, it's, right it's okay. there. I, as Nora would say, most impressive. Most. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trained her well. So, The Blob 1958. I, let's go with um, first time you watched this. So, is this the first time you watched this? Most definitely. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, so, going into this this month, mm-hmm. I, people know we have themes sort of, right? Yeah. Like this is not well, this is something our I'm October like, or Halloween month, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge horror person. Mm-hmm. So I don't even watch newer horror movies, let alone have I ever gone back mm-hmm. and watched classic horror films. Now, there are notable exceptions to that. Depends on how you define horror, I think. Like, I love Dracula movies. Mm-hmm. But, like, Saw never did it for me. Yeah, I haven't seen any um, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen a couple of them, but it's not appointment viewing for me. Sure. So, yeah, first time I'd ever seen either of the blobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me, this is one... I mean, th- these are the kind of movies that my dad loved. 
Mm. And so we were constantly watching like the old Godzilla movies. We'd watch the old like Hammer horror films, um, all of the Universal monster movies with you know like the Mummy and Frankenstein and Wolfman with Lon Chaney and and Dracula and all those. And, yeah, Wolfman, Frankenstein, mm. seen those? Yeah, seen yeah. those. But we do, I mean, we and we do some of these too, like the kind of movies you'd expect to have show up on Mystery Science Theater, right? Or kind Spend of the B movie, yeah. Spend so Spend I only know Spengoolie, yeah. Um, and a lot of times that's why I would love to watch Spengoolie because it's like movies that I have not seen in a really long time. Sure. Um, but I think of like War of the Worlds, the original uh, was it nineteen fifty? No, that's fantastic. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it was fifty three, maybe War of the Worlds. Um, the Blob from 58, and I, just a whole bunch of these old horror movies uh, or sci-fi alien mm-hmm. movies um, that we would watch pretty regularly. Like, I remember watching The Blob several times growing up. Um, so, yeah, so definitely this movie, I have not seen this movie in years, but it is something that I had watched several times as a kid and uh, and, and introduced it to... John. Now, Nora was not interest, interested in watching this. She's not a horror movie fan. Um, she she has trouble enough sleeping as it is, so she doesn't want mm-hmm. to watch anything that's going to give her any kind of nightmares. Well, um, I have to say, from that perspective, I appreciated this movie. Mm-hmm. Because all your new horror movies are so violent and so bloody yeah. that you couldn't share them with your children. No, no, no. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, you know, this is... This is horror for horror's sake, mm-hmm. not gory, ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know. It was just an interesting right. look at a different horror movie. Right. Different it's, style. It's horror, it's horror through paranoia. You're right. Not through, right. Not through gore, not through violence, not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, when we start talking here in a minute about the 1988 version, obviously in the 80s we've come around to the 80s was the time of right. let's, let's do some like body horror mm-hmm. type stuff with melting faces and dissolving I arms. Melt and, your face. Mm-hmm. So. Melt it, I tell you. Mm-hmm. So this was one, a couple of interesting things about this is this was made totally outside of the Hollywood studio system. Um, this was made, the um, uh, Jack Harris wanted to make a monster movie, but he wanted it to be different from any of the other monster movies that are out there. He's like, I don't want some guy in a rubber suit. I, I, I don't want that. I want something different. I want something people have ne- never seen before. And so he wanted to make this, but I, for some reason or another, he either he didn't have as much money or he just didn't want to make it within the, the studio system. And so he went out to this, I think they were called Valley Forge Films, and they had done a couple hundred uh, religious and um, educational videos. Like, that's what they were known for. It was like short Christian films. And so he's like, hey... You guys, you, you want to get the word of God out there. You're not really making any money right now. I bet if we make this movie and you make a bunch of money, then the word of God will get out there even faster. And so they were like, well, the power of Christ compels you. Well, you know. Um, and, so, and apparently it did. Yeah. So, so they signed up. They're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. We'll do this. And uh, so it was mostly a crew of people who had worked on educational and Christian films that were making this, like, sci-fi horror movie. That's awesome. Um, So that was kind of cool. And actually, Yeworth, um, what was his first name? Irvin S. Yeworth Jr., the director of this, was a uh, Methodist minister. Like, that was his normal job, 
but he was the director of this movie. So, uh, and ended up going on to direct a, a couple of other movies too. Dinosaurus, I think, is the one that we mentioned in the in the first part. Um, this is a pretty early. Uh, this is, I think, one of the first movie roles for Steve McQueen. Uh, he might have been in one other movie before this. Uh, what still, what I still think is kind of funny about Steve McQueen and some of the other times with these movies from like the 30s, 40s, 50s, is how old the people are that are playing teenagers. Yeah, like Steve McQueen as a teenager is not believable at all. It's like. It's like It's a Wonderful Life. As much as I love It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart is not a teenager at, at any point in that movie. No. Like, nowadays, I think, you, depending on the age of the person that they're supposed to be portraying, I think you'd still do a younger actor for like high school Jimmy Stewart versus adult married with kids Jimmy Stewart. Right. But in the but 30s, 30s, 40s... More Jimmy! It's true. That's true. Um... So, yeah, so the Steve McQueen part, he was probably the best part of the movie. Most of the other actors are like, eh, I could take it or leave it, you know. Last time they billed him as Steven. That is also true. That is also true. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, acting-wise, not great. Um, no. The the song, actually, the kids thought the song was hilarious, because Nora didn't stick around for it that part. hilarious. It's, it's Burt Bacharach. I, I didn't know. realize that. It's like one of the earliest things, not earliest, but it's like early on in his career. And did you, I assume you read the same thing I read about how the five blobs turned out to be a uh-huh. group that consisted of background and a bunch mm-hmm. of music. I mean, that's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crack the song cracked the top 40. Yeah. Billboard top 40 was like number 33. I'm so glad was I like... wasn't alive back then because the musical <laughs> landscape in this country was just uh-huh. bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too. If people have not heard the Blob song, you need to hear the Blob song. You do. So, and what was funny was Nora did stick around. Uh, for anybody who's listening for the first time, Nora is my daughter. She's about eight years old. She will be eight here in about a week. Um, she at first was kind of interested in seeing this, but then she's like, ah, I don't think so. As it started to get to like the first time you saw the Blob, she's mm-hmm. a little creeped out by it. But when it first started, the song started playing, and she's like, I thought she said this was a scary movie. And I was like, well, well, I mean... Having never seen it before, yeah. when I started it, I'm mm-hmm. like, did I start the right... What the... Oh. It creeps. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Speaking of the blob, did you... They, they still have the blob. Did you read that part? Which one? The, like, the fact that they still have the actual blob. Oh, the actual blob. They have, like, like, like stored away somewhere? They haul it out. In the Arctic? They haul it out for... It's in the Check Arctic. it, blob fest. It's in the Arctic. There is an annual blob fest. At the fest. end of the movie, they drop it in the Arctic. That's where yeah, it is. Yes, I understand that. <clears throat> they haul this thing out for blob fest. You're breaking the fourth wall for me here. I'm trying to really like put myself into the movie and I understand that. Pretend it's real. So I, yeah, so blob fest. That that's uh, a thing. I almost want to go to blob fest in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Uh huh. 
Where's the Phoenix? It's in Pennsylvania. But why? Like, but it's in Pennsylvania next to uh, Flagstaffburg. <laughs> but I guess my point is Otisburg. Do you know because you know more about this than I do? Why Phoenixville? You Pennsylvania? assume a lot um, because that was one of the places it was filmed. Oh, like one of the towns it was filmed okay. in. Was it? Yeah. So it's like um, why Woodstock, Illinois does a huge thing for Groundhog Day. Yes. Because it was filmed there. Yeah. Right? I can live yeah. with that. And they do, uh, apparently they do like a Steve McQueen lookalike contest. Oh my God. And they do, uh, and they, I guess every year they reenact the most famous scene of the movie is all the people rushing out of the theater. They reenact it every year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not even sure what to there say is, about that. There is, I believe I saw a YouTube video of like the 2016 reenactment, and it's just they just film people running out of the, the theater okay, uh, screaming. see, now, yeah. like... Now you're going to have to go look at yes. it. Yes! And for those listening, I will drop the video into our show notes. And Wobfest reenactment. I, I almost want to... Like, if I was ever in Pennsylvania around that time, I don't know if I'm going to make a trip specifically for the purpose of well, going to Blockfest. Well, that's why I'm kind of curious where it is, because I know mm-hmm. I need to look up this town, mm-hmm. because I know people who have... Family in Pennsylvania, and they mm-hmm. are not... It's uh, next to Tempe Town, <laughs> Pennsylvania. And they are known to be in Pennsylvania in this Otisburg? Otisburg? Otis! <laughs> he loves us! Wrong Otis. I'm talking about Otis from Superman. Darn it. You remember when they had the map in Lex Luthor? Yes. And he's, he's got the map. He's like, well, this Tessmacher has her own place. Otisburg? Yes. It's just a tiny little place, Mr. Luthor. <laughs> Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher! Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I so. can't even. I can't even. <laughs> if anybody listening has gone to Blobfest, you must tell us. Please call in oh and god. tell us what kind of fun this is. Because I, like, I, I'm looking at that. I'm like, I don't know. I got, How many? We have family trips planned. I can't imagine I can drag the entire family. Well, I haven't, the question, I haven't it, taken Sharon but here's the trick. to the, the Christmas story house yet. If it's near so if Hershey, I haven't done that, oh. Chocolate. Dude. Like, we're going to... I got to figure There's an in. This is what I'm trying to say. Mm. I have to think fourth dimensionally, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> I'm a horrible influence. Note, note to... I'm going to tell Sharon it's your fault that we're going to... Yeah. Well, actually, I'm just going to say we're going to, like, Hershey Fest or... I don't right, know yeah, whatever. Whatever they do in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm right, sure we're going, we're going to look at the chocolate, and on the way, we're going to blob fast, just so we're all clear. Dude, less than an hour and a half from Hershey to Phoenixville. Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Trip. Check. I can. I think I can get Nora there because she loves slime. See? No problem. I think, I think we and, can make this work. And John's in because it's the original blob. I oh, mean, he, he loved the movie. So right. Yeah. Okay. Come on. All right. Okay, all right, planning an East Coast trip now. But oh, seriously, if anybody listening to this has been yes. to Blobfest, we would love to hear what kind of crazy things, what kind of shenanigans do you get up to right, at Blobfest? Like, okay, because we're all... What are the food vendors, other than Jell-O? What are the... What are the like, food what's the have? signature cocktail of Blobfest? Because you uh, can't have a fest anymore without a signature cocktail. Mm-hmm. What? Jell-O shots? I mean, is it that simple? Jell-O shots, or, yeah. I, I don't know, I, I'm... Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Loving, having never seen these movies, I, the, the whole world that exists around them. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Thank basically. you. You're blowing me away. Uh-huh. uh-huh. All right. Mm, okay. Blobfest. I, yeah. I, mean, I kind of wanted to go anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, not that I have any trips to Pennsylvania planned. But well, well, the, Hershey, okay. the Hershey Factory Tour is supposed to be cool. That's all I know. You know what? Um... Okay, so yeah. we have Blobfest, and, and we, we'll, we'll drop we, some stuff in we there. We digest. Sometimes. 
uh, as does the blob. So <laughs> see, we're, we're simpatico. Um, so yes, so Blobfest. If you've been, please call in. Let us know because we'd love to hear more about it. Um, the story of this movie pretty super simple. Yeah, meteor crash lands. Blob eats people. people. Nobody trusts the teenagers. Uh, cold stops it. The, okay, so that's, that's pretty. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I do have a question. Yeah, a little about the plot to a point, and I know you know it's a horror movie. I'm not mm-hmm. supposed to be like nitpicking the don't plot think, here. Don't think too much. Yeah. The doctor. Yeah. That first scene. I don't know. Is it just that he was playing so much the get the teenagers out of here because he didn't know what that blob was? Or did the doctor know what the blob was? No, I don't think he knew what it was. Because he seemed very like, go away. This is not Mm -hmm. for you. This is not safe. Like he knew something was up with this blob. It was very strange. Mm -hmm. I think it was more of a he just wants to get as much information as he can. Like he can't. Because he went into the shelf and he was grabbing books and he was like, I don't even know what this is. And he called somebody. And he's like, there, there's this blob thing, I don't know what it is. And maybe he's just figuring if we can figure out where this thing came from. Kind of like with poisons. Like, you almost kind of mm. need to know where the poison came from yeah. if you're going to make the antidote. Um, that was my thought. Was okay. like, not that there was anything I'll sinister or twisted or anything like that. It was just more of a, I need to, if I'm going to treat this, I need to know mm. where this thing comes from. So, um, super simple story. There were kind of, I, I kind of felt like story-wise it could have been tightened up a little bit. This movie is less than an hour and a half long. But there are times watching the movie where it kind of feels like it's dragging a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this could have easily have been one of those movies that's like 72 minutes or something like that. Like one of those old horror movies that's like just barely an hour and something long. Um, so I, just just a few times in between where there's like almost too much time between the last time we saw The Blob. Um, so I kind of wished that, that there was a little bit more... Tightened up just a little bit, maybe a little bit faster paced in some parts, and and just. I think that's up. another. I think that's also another time thing. I think movies back right. then were sort of let breathe a little more mm-hmm. than we do now. Right, right. Um, I think that's kind of all I got for the the fifties blob. Yeah, I mean, um, it was it was interesting. It was an it, 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 you you don't need to see the fifties blob to watch the eighties blob. Mm-hmm. But I think it helps a lot. I think it helps with your appreciation of... Yeah. Which one did you watch first? I watched the 50s one. Oh, you did? Okay. But kind of on accident, I I was actually thinking I would just go to the 80s one, but I didn't. Okay. On accident, I hit the wrong button on the the screen. That happens. Oh, okay. And once it started, I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I watch them both anyway. Right. Right. But I, I do feel like it helped... Watching them in that order, I feel like you mm-hmm. you appreciated the '80s version more because you'd seen the video. You're like, oh, that's a callback to, or that's a yeah. reference to, you know. Or they're twisting like the plot a little bit by having it be right a conspiracy as opposed to an alien thing, and a, yeah. Um, so yes, so that's the '50s blob. So let's jump on into then the '80s blob. And there is one that we're skipping over because I didn't even know about it until I started doing some some research for this, is Beware the Blob, Beware exclamation point, the Blob, um, which is also called Son of the Blob, which we decided we think we like that better. Mm. Did you happen to look up the plot of that one? Does it come back from the North Pole? Yes, it is a direct sequel Mm. where I believe it's an oil driller finds a sample 
a frozen sample of it. Of course. And brings it back from the Arctic. Ruining the Arctic drilling for mm -hmm. oil. The so, environmental commentary on top of it. Correct. Correct. There we go. Uh, so it came out in 1972, directed by Larry Hagman's, uh, J.R. Ewing, from Dallas. And um, uh, what was his name for My Dream of Genie? Oh, geez. Yes. Major um, notes. What did we, was it? Um, you look it up. We'll, yeah. We'll keep going. Uh, cinematography for that one was also done by Dean uh, Cundy, who would go on to do Halloween, The Thing, Back to the Future, and Jurassic Park. Um, cinematography work. So talked about him a couple times. That was that was one of his early things. But um, yeah, what was his name for My Dream of Genie? Used to watch that show all the time. So I know. I, can't remember. I just remember him being called Master. Right. Exactly. Major <laughs> Nelson. I can remember mm -hmm. that much. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Gosh, this is bad. So one of the things that's different about the '88 Blob is. I think in terms Larry of... Larry Hagman. Yeah. What was his character's name? Oh, Major Nelson. Sorry. Oh, it was, was Major Nelson. Yeah, okay. I was like, wait, I was so confused. Okay. Right. Yeah, ma yeah, Major Anthony Nelson. Okay. That All was right. it. Okay. Um, I was so, confusing him in my head with the other guy, the other daily, guy. Yeah. Roger Healy. Yes. So I was... Major Healy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so in this one, some of the differences is, obviously, you've jumped forward 30 years. This is meant to be a remake, not a sequel. Mm -hmm. And it is very much of the 80s. Like, you're very much in the, um, it's like the fly. We've got the gross-out horror. It's not, it's no longer horror through paranoia, which is a lot of the, I think, the 40s, 50s, 60s kind of horror stuff is. Um, I think when you hit the 70s, that's when you start to get kind of like the more shocking horror when you have like Disgusting the exorcist and, right you have and... like the exorcist and you have scary makeup and then you start to have like the poltergeist and the um uh freddy krueger and friday the 13th and like all these different things and it becomes more of a violent slasher kind of horror and then you get to like the fly which is like the gross out kind of body horror type stuff um and we've had a couple of other movies where we talked about that type of horror and, and psychological thriller type thing. And so this one's very much that. Like, it's very much a product of 80s horror. Um, it's a little bit less on the paranoia side of things. It's not... To me, it's, it doesn't seem very suspenseful. It's... I know, right. that, I know that when the blob is coming, it's it's a little bit less of a build-up to the blob showing up. Uh, more so than... You have these moments of, of kind of, I don't know, maybe claustrophobia is the right word because you have scenes like that one particular scene where the woman from the diner gets tra trapped in the phone booth. Um, oh, yeah. Stuff like that. But it's more the gross out. Like this time you actually see the blob dissolving people. Mm -hmm. And that one very first scene when you see the kid, uh, Paul, I think was the kid's name, gets trapped in the blob. And you see like his face as he's trying to yeah, like, <laughs> break was... through. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So a little bit of a different blob. A little bit of a different take on it. Um, and so I, one of the things about this movie, about the story, if we're going to talk about the story of it is I do appreciate the complexity of this version of the story. Like, the last one was Meteor Falls to Earth, Meteor has ooze in it, ooze eats people, cold stops it, the end. Mm -hmm. um, teenagers, the end. Right. This one, it's a little bit more complex 
they take that idea of the the creeping paranoia of the 50s blob and they turn it into well you know what what's even scarier is this is not an alien this is a government experiment like very, also very 80s. Very 80s. The distrust of the government, kind of a Cold War, we're developing mm-hmm. weapons kind of a thing, an arms race type deal. Um, so you get a lot of that kind of brought into it. And I thought that was a good twist. I have seen this movie before. I was probably way too young the first time I saw it because it's been many, many years since I've seen it. I imagine I was probably 11 or 12 or younger when I saw this movie. So way younger than I should have been. And... Watching it now, after watching the original one, I appreciated that much of a difference. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. remake, fine, whatever. Um, it's not the classic one. But in some ways, I was like, well, actually, this might be more entertaining. Like, I like the classic one because it's the classic. Sure. But this one maybe has a little bit of a better story. Like, the story's not as simple. It's That one's got a good simple story from the 50s. But this one is It's a little bit more complex. It's like your villain... Almost in a way, when you hit that back half of the movie, the blob's not the villain anymore. Right. It's a monster that's been let loose by the real villain, which is the Dr. Meadows guy, um, and apparently the U.S. government. The government. Um, the government's the villain. And so that's kind of what's different about that. This movie, um, to me, you know, some of the other things that are definitely different is, I mean, you had a good portion of what you thought was the main cast is dead within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. That's and I almost think that's a Frank Darabont thing. Oh, because of Walking Dead, you know, like you, you get into Walking Dead and it's like, well, it's they've they've given this guy twenty minutes to talk about what he feels about life. Well, he's dying by the end of the episode. He I did. guarantee you. Um, Interesting. So I don't know if that's a Frank Darabont thing to kill people mm. that are that seem important, like to give you that twist of, hey, look, this is you the main character. You don't. This think is the I'll main character's this. girlfriend. You Watch don't think, that. Right. You don't think we're going to kill the main character in front of his girlfriend. This sheriff guy. You don't think that we're going to kill the sheriff. He probably will stick around in the movie, just like if you've seen the 50s one, the sheriff and, the, and his deputy are there the entire time. Nope. First 25 minutes, guy's dead. It's also a good way, if you're making a remake, to sort of get away from any comparisons, is right. to just kill the guy. Right. Right. It's cheating, but it works. And either way, people still don't trust teens. Yeah, that is a universal thing. You're just crazy teenagers. Get off right. my lawn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jump back to the 50s one for a second. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand the plan when they set off all the car horns and the air raid sirens. and the. Yeah. I don't understand the plan because they got everybody there and they're like, everybody, thank you for coming. Go home. <laughs> Stay in your houses. I'm like, what? Well, then why do we, was it just to, just to like get people out there and say, hey, we're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. Like, ah! Stay in your homes. Yeah. So go stay in your homes now. That part didn't make well, a lot of sense. Well, it was either that or they would have had to drive a blues mobile around telling people to stay in their homes. Well, that's so, true. You know. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one, I, movie, uh, story-wise, I, I thought that it had a little bit more depth to it. Um, you know, good old government conspiracy thrown in there. I thought the acting was better, too, from the supporting cast. Mm. Like, Steve McQueen really carried the original one. Sure. For this one, I was like, you know what? This supporting cast is actually really good. You had the sheriff. I thought he was really good. The woman at the diner that he was kind of a little sweet on, she was good. Um, you it's, had the girlfriend. It's a little girlfriend. Yeah. There were two Playboy Playmates in this movie. Were there really? Oh, um, there was the one... Uh, Vicky DeSoto and Susie were both played by okay. Playboy Playmates. Because the one, isn't she also the girl from E.T.? 
Isn't oh, she the girl see. when when Elliot's drunk in his science class and he's letting the frogs yes. loose? Isn't that? Yes. Didn't she become a Playboy? Playmate? A lineac, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I know that. I, I'm just you know, there's a lot of knowledge upstairs that. I, upstairs. Yeah. The articles. The articles. The articles. Uh huh. Um, yep. So yeah, so I I mean the '88 one, I, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was good. It does have some of those very '80s things, like you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump something in our motorcycle. Um, I wish <laughs> Pat was here because like, he would love to talk I about the know. motorcycle part. But um, I couldn't help but think about uh, about Patrick when I was mm-hmm, watching that. Mm-hmm. We could really do a mashup and have Steve McQueen on his motorcycle trying to jump away from the blob. Oh, there the you great go. escape from the blob. That's the next sequel. They're doing a remake. Like, they started making one last year, supposedly. Oh, for the love. So, <laughs> so yes. Supposedly, supposedly so they're yes, doing another blob. Grandson of the blob it yeah, is. grandson of the blob. You had the same thing as before. It was cold that would stop right. it. And, and now you have this giant truck that just has a bunch of cold in it. And that you're going to blow that up and that's well, going to cover the whole thing. It's and like it, my cold truck that you got out back. Just the one, the cold truck need, you have out back just, just, to, just in case. Well, you know what? And it did show up in, like, the first minute of the movie. Right. You did happen to see there was like an advertisement for the the cold truck, so which I think is a is a checkoff. It's thing. a checkoff. If thing. you show the cold truck you in the first act, you truck. have to pull the accelerator in the. Se- I don't know how that. <laughs> I don't know how that works. How do we tell them? <laughs> it's bigger than a is gun. It's a bad so I don't time know how... to talk about the fact that we're all wearing unlicensed nuclear accelerators. Hot tip: Don't cross the streams. Okay. Yeah, there's some there's some fun quotes in this one. Like the '50s yeah. one wasn't really quotable. This was very mm-hmm. '80s in its quotes. Like the well, because you have one-liners as you're shooting off your machine gun, right? The, sh- the, sh- the condom shtick was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You know, an an old school line. I feel like the one-legged man in a kicking contest. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Yep. I never thought I'd go out of my way to find a cop. You know, just dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a definite '80s thing. Yeah. You know. Um, it's always fun to see how two different people, you know, want to tell the same story. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, um, both of our movies, let's think about both of them now, or we'll think about them separately, but the 50s blob movie. If you were to give the 50s blob movie a rating out of five, the five blobs, if you were to give a rating out of the five blobs, singing the song... Beware, beware the blob. What would you give it out of five? We're talking the 50s one. Steve McQueen, funny song, classic trope. No one believes the teenagers who saw the weird thing in the woods. Three. Didn't really wow me, Mm -hmm. but it was solid. Okay. Steve McQueen McQueen automatically bumps the movie up a little bit, and Mm -hmm. that song is too good. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Um, I, I do love this movie. I, there are just some things about it, you know, rewatching it this time around. It's still one of those classic horror movies for me that I would go back and I'd rewatch again. Sure. I will watch this again probably in a couple of years, um, you know, just to pull it back out in the rotation. But um, there are definitely some parts. As a short movie, it still sometimes feels overlong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like you said, maybe that's a product of the time where we used to, in, in the older movies, we let things breathe a little mm-hmm. bit more. We, we have a few more longer pauses. We go into some more, more exposition. A couple and, more looks to camera. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I would give it, I'd do it a three and a half out of five. So, uh, all right. So 88 Blob. What are you going to give that one out of five? Let's say uh, out of five disintegrated hands. Oh. What would wow. you give that? There you go. 
Better special effects gives it a point. No cool song though. The sporting cast was decent. What I, I probably another three. I mean, okay. part of that is me again. This is a weird genre for me. It's mm-hmm. never been a genre I seek out. So I think for me, it's it was fun. Yeah. I do. I I have always been a fan of Shawnee Smith. So that was mm-hmm. fun too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing. Nothing wowed me about it. So. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious to see a young Kevin Dillon, though. Yeah, the long hair. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I'm also going to give it a three, and not because I didn't like the movie. I do like the movie. It was entertaining. I like the special effects in this one. Um, You know, I think as a remake, I think it's a fun remake. I think as an 80s horror movie, it doesn't quite stand out as much as some other 80s horror movies that I really, really like. I don't know that there's a whole lot that they did in this one that was necessarily unique there's there's that so yeah I think I'd give this one a three um, you know not because I didn't like it just because it just doesn't it's not one that it, now that I've watched it again I don't know that I'll go rewatch this one anymore it, it doesn't have the same nostalgia feel for me that the original 58 one does so I will go rewatch that one for pure nostalgia you know knowing that I, I kept I would watch that with my dad growing up but this one it doesn't have that factor so I don't know that I'm going back to this one ever again I'll be curious to see if they make a new blob um, I think I mean kind of sounds like the idea is to keep it in like a small town setting uh, to update some of the special effects but do it in such a way that it's still a lower budget like we're, we're going for quality horror not big budget crazy movie monster kind of stuff um, so I'd be curious to see if they do come out with that. And now, again, within the last year or so, the producer who produced all these Blob movies died. So I don't know if that pushes anything back or not. But um, I would be curious to see what they end up doing with it. Well, that's going to do it for the Blobs. Um, if you want to find out more about our show and listen to other episodes, you can go to 30podcast.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter at 30podcast. Our voicemail line, if you want to call in, especially if you want to tell us more about Blobfest, because that would be lots of fun, um, is 872-356-6843. It's 872-35-MOVIE. If you're one of those people that remembers back when you could use letters instead of numbers on your uh, touch-tone telephone. So, Welcome yes. to Movie Phone. <laughs> Welcome. Why don't you just tell me what you'd like to see? Um, our next episode, it's coming up next week, is going to be Pumpkinhead. And then Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. We're going to jump way back to a movie that's reaching its 80th uh, is that right? 80th anniversary? Da, da, da. Math is hard. Yeah. Yes, well, uh, I think yeah, it's 80th. That mm-hmm. sounds right. Uh, so Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. We're going to see if we can catch a showing of Venom and maybe do an episode on that one. Uh, and then we're going to be doing They Live. And then we will be taking a look at two very different takes on the zombie genre with Return of the Living Dead 2 and the original Night of the Living Dead, which is also hitting its, I believe, 50th anniversary this year. It was a 1968 movie. So... That being the case, again, if you want to uh, find out more about our show, go to 30podcast.com. And uh, thank you, Bo. Thank you, John. I think we'll be back here for next week for Pumpkinhead. So if you're looking forward to Pumpkinhead, come on back. Uh, even if you're not, we might say some funny stuff. So I would agree. Come on back anyway, whether you like Pumpkinhead or not. I mean, it's Pumpkinhead. I like pumpkins. Who knows? I like pumpkins. All right. So be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time.